just I have all this stuff out and she just like has this undying need to destroy like she just she sees the thing and like the human response is oh look it's a thing and the cat response is oh look it's a thing I should destroy it Imagine me and Utina, a revolutionary girl who's in a podcast. I'm Panda. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Josh, who's been talking about beans. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing okay, and also, we should just not talk about beans. We are dropping the beans for today, folks. <laughs> Instead, we are talking about Revolutionary Girl Utina, episode 16, The Cowbell of Happiness. How do you feel about this episode, Josh? This was probably the weirdest. I mean, it's a show about weird things things it's a weird show this is the weirdest one other ones are weird in a oh like wow that's really messed up kind of way or wow that's really trippy but this is just weird in a like it makes you want to imagine what the conversation about plotting this episode was like this episode is one of my absolute favorites i don't have a ranking because it's very difficult for me to rank things in order of how much i like them from best to least best but this episode is definitely up there with the the Anthe Himamiya is a weirdo who keeps snails in her pencil box episode and another Naname episode that dare I say may even be weirder than this one I don't want to give anything is away about up? that but if you thought this one was weird ooh buddy and it also involves made. animals again because all of Naname's plots seem to involve animals which is a recurring trend that I did not notice when I watched the show for the first time it's just weird y'all it is weird now i learned something yesterday that i need to bring to the podcast that i did not tell josh before we started recording because i wanted to capture her reaction to this in real time i found something out about the utina manga that i need to share with the class so to speak my girlfriend has read some of the manga i don't think she's read all of it but she's read some of it because she watched the movie and read some of the manga but then she didn't watch the series until we watched it together and her watching the movie and reading the manga was several years before we decided to watch the series together and she has informed me that in the manga Utena refers to the prince as Mr. Licky Lick (laughs) can you can you could you repeat that Mr. Licky Lick but I don't know how often this happens but but why but it happens at least once why does it happen find once? evidence of this on the Utena wiki. What does it mean? I'm going to tell you what it means. But Do I, I, wait, don't, should you? Yes. Why does it occur? resisting the urge to tell you this for like over 24 hours now. I don't understand. Okay, she calls him Mr. Licky Lick because he licks away her tears. But... I I don't understand. I, that's that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Oh my god. I just I, I, I don't even know. 
what? But why? <laughs> why would you translate it that way? Why would you just, just why would you do that? <laughs> Someone had to translate that manga and they decided that of all the millions of possible variations of translation that they could that's what they were gonna go for. They were like, that was what that 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 was they made that decision. Someone made that decision while sober and competent. We don't know that. We don't know that. No, this goes far beyond. Like we have to because other no, no drunken decision could be this awful. Yeah. What? Okay. A little bit of context. I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but we were talking about Utina, and then Jessica said something about she just used the name Mister Licky Lick, and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Oh my God. What the hell are you talking about? Who in the hell is Mr. Licky Lick? And then she goes on to describe the prince and she's talking about it. And I'm like, she just calls him the prince in the anime. But sure enough, she looked up on the wiki page. There's a little blurb that says she calls him Mr. Licky Lick. And she sent me the screen cap of that. I just... I legitimately don't know how to how to respond. I am to that. in real time. I'm gonna Google this to make sure that my girlfriend isn't just fucking no, with me and that she. You shouldn't, because I just me. I just tried to, and it was a bad idea. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna stay away from that. I. Will... No one. Just trust. Okay? okay. Yeah. Okay. Imagine me and Utena fans. Do not Google the phrase "Mr. Licky Lick," please. I didn't do it, but I do not think that, that will end well for you, unless you're into that. Then sure, fine. But the rest of you, yeah, yeah. What is even the world? This is the weirdest timeline. It would have been a pretty elaborate prank for my girlfriend to tell me that, and then also edit a screen cap of the wiki page just to convince me that that was the case and if so i'm gonna be really mad but true love goes the distance if you happen to know whether or not this is true so i don't have to google the phrase mr licky lick please write in because i really need to know and there will be no more mention of the phrase Mr. Licky Lick on this episode. That is the last time. Or in all of human history, hopefully. Hopefully, for, for, the, for all of the future of humankind, no one will say that phrase again. But for now, it will not happen again on this episode. Oh my god. Okay, we have to, we have to recover. I don't know how we're going to, but okay, we have to. Okay, a way to recover. I can also talk about how I recently live-tweeted from our podcast Twitter account a let's play of the Utena Sega Saturn game this will not be timely by the time that this episode comes out because it will have been several weeks since we talked about it here that I was doing it because we record these in advance but I did not get to finish it the first time that I was doing it because I got tired and needed to go to sleep but I can say that I 
I like this game. It is, it's just a visual novel. It's not very engaging in that you don't have to like do a lot. It's mostly just picking dialogue options, but it's a lot like if a fan fiction were made into a game, like made canon. It involves a main character who wants to become a Rose Bride, and it involves another character whose purpose I didn't get to in the game, but who presumably will be the Utana analog for the purposes of the game's story. I intend to finish this because I did want to find out what happens, but a lot of the game is made up of shots from the anime that are just repurposed into pieces of the game, and I liked it a lot. It was dumb, but I mean, if you liked Utana, you're probably gonna like it. It's really cheesy, but the new characters, the two characters, the Anthe and Utana analog, respectively, for that are in the game were game-exclusive characters that I'd actually heard of before but didn't realize that they were only exclusive to the game. I thought maybe they were from something else or from the manga, perhaps. But yeah, they are exclusive to the game. I do not remember their names, so I will not be looking that up to tell you what they are. But I thought they were cute, and I look forward to finishing the game. It was good. And if you want to go look at that live tweet on our Twitter account, that's at UtamaCast. Amazing. I, I, I need to play this. I'm going to find a ROM somewhere and I'm going to play it. A friend of mine found a way to download the game in a way that I could play it. So I will have him message you and tell you where to find this game so that you can play it because I would be very interested in hearing your playthrough of it. Because I love um, visual novels. I have never really played very many visual novels that I know is something that a lot of people like to do but that I'm, I'm not a big video game person in general my video game playing is mostly Pokemon and now Overwatch because I like Overwatch but I mean I don't really play a lot of video games it's a deficiency in your character oh <laughs> but I guess we've talked about enough that is not the actual episode of the show we're talking about so we might as well get to that yeah unless you have anything that you'd like to bring up before we start um no I think I think we're good I think we have covered literally all the things that we could possibly also know to talk about. All right. For the first time in a while, we're getting that opening sequence with the story of Utena and the Prince. Sort of weird that we didn't get that in the beginning of one of the other two episodes because those were the first two episodes of this arc. It seems weird to just sort of put that in now. I really love this little intro. Like, the music is perfect. The animation is, is really great. Yeah, I like it too. And sometimes I get sad when we don't see it in the beginning of episodes. But I got to a point where I had almost forgotten to expect it until it started. I like, I love the, uh, because it changes the style enough that, like, it, it feels, I don't know, it feels like a storybook, and that's really neat. Well, a lot oh, of Utena when... is very inspired by fairy tales and whatnot. Especially that, especially that first part. We're, we're really more into Faust now. Anthe is up watching, uh, Home Shopping Network, looks like. Please tell me that you, that you were noticing the fact that Anthe has, like, Victorian-era night clothes. Yes, Because I'm cute. noticing that. Even the little, like, the little hair thing. Thing. It's yeah. a hat. I don't know what it's called, but it's a hat thing. It's really a 
a bonnet, maybe? It's like a sleep bonnet? I don't know. But she has one. She's eating potato chips. She's looking at somebody selling necklaces and talking about how cute they were or something like that. Even more evidence that Anthony is slightly inhuman. She eats only one potato chip at a time. You have a point about that. There seems to be a ball and Naname is here and in a rare turn, the uh, blank defense squad seems to be talking about how great Naname looks when usually they are ready to throw her under the bus at any time for any reason. And she is slaying. They're, yeah, she is slaying. They're talking about how great her shoes are, her earrings, her dress, her just everything. And she does her signature Naname laugh and tells them not to get too excited because she's having this party to unveil the crown jewel of her collection. The special pendant with 20 carat diamonds she received. The moment they see it, the whole room will stand still. <laughs> Jury walks in and she has a very sparkly necklace on. Is it just me or did, did Jury and um, Naname's like uh, tops look almost the exact same? They do look similar. It's the pleated, I guess you would say? A little bit of modeling for a designer, which is why she has that necklace now. Naname looked a little off model there for a second. Like her face. Yeah, uh, I was just about to say that. Naname was about to explain to Jury why she's holding a party, but they get interrupted interrupted because somebody has a package for Naname. It's from the designer Sebastian Dior. Dior? I don't know how to pronounce brand names, but I know Dior is like a an actual brand. Wait, is it? I think. I kind of assumed it was made up. Huh. Time to bloody your nose. There you go, Naname. I love you when you're bloodthirsty. Yes, Naname is very excited about this box that she has received from this fantastic new collection from Sebastian Dior. I feel like I'm pronouncing what that is it? wrong, but I don't care because I don't care about brand names. She opens the box, has sort of a, uh, a Pulp Fiction light coming out of it. I was about to say, um, it's it's like when you get something in Zelda. Yeah, that exactly. And she puts it around her neck and it is radiating rays of light and it's a cowbell. And everybody's like, um. But no one says a word. Not a mage, put a cowbell. It rings. <laughs> In the dub, they keep doing this weird thing where they say, but that's for, uh, and then they cut to the cow and the sound of a cow mooing. Like, they won't say the word cow for some reason in the English dub, and I don't know why. They look positively speechless, she says. I mean, she's not wrong. Naname thinks that such a grandiose item fits only her and her alone, and that is why everyone is speechless, because they are in awe of how beautiful she is with this piece of jewelry on her. Everybody's walking to class the next morning and Naname's still wearing that damn bell and she's going good morning to everybody and Utena's like, why is she doing that? I love that Anthe is just like casually knitting in the background. Anthe is knitting throughout this whole episode and it culminates in one scene that gives me feelings but in a way we can't talk about yet and Utena and Miki are arguing over whether or not they should tell Naname that she looks dumb as hell with a cow bell around her neck and Utena says she's just making it worse and worse for herself and then Mickey ultimate shade thrower says worse than it already was <laughs> I'm telling you he's perfect uh, is that the teacher from the very first episode that was the teacher from the first episode and she just like a <laughs> cowbell is for see they did it again she's like a cowbell is for and then they just have the cow mooing as if they don't want to say the word cow for some reason I love that like she just just no one knows how to react like she just keeps having it and, and and no one really knows what to do about it no one has any idea how to react to naname wearing this ridiculous goddamn cowbell and she's just going about her 
day. This majestic pose as she's like in mid swing with the cowbell slowly rising. She's just going throughout her whole day with the cowbell and everybody's kind of making fun of her behind her back. But she just thinks that they think she's amazing and that's why everybody's talking about her. She looks around and sees everybody staring at her while she's eating lunch and has no choice but to conclude that uh, she's the talk of the school because of her impeccable sense of fashion and then she gets interrupted by Mitsuru who says isn't that cowbell heavy for your neck he's been thinking about it for a while yeah he's been thinking about it for a while and he's like isn't it kind of weird and Naname's like are you suggesting that my brand name cowbell worthy of the British royal family is weird you're just too young to appreciate an adult fashion sense I love the the weird Greek chorus of, of dudes that you always see in the background of scenes with her yeah yeah the, when Utena <coughs> tries to tell Naname her bell is weird they shut her up and Naname calls Utena a boy girl which ouch is not a good thing to call people ow and Utena says not to compare her clothes with that shitty cowbell and Naname is like don't compare your shitty clothes to my awesome cowbell and also apparently Utena sent one of the Greek chorus nerd dudes like to the hospital also Naname said that Utena has fat legs which I dispute because there is not a single character on this show that has fat legs. If anything they all have like disturbingly thin long legs that kind of occasionally see are a little too long. We never see a fat character on this show ever. Naname is having a dream sequence in which she is in her student council uniform and she's wearing her cowbell but she is laying on some hay and her shadow is that of a cow and if you notice she's about to talk to Toga and in this dream sequence when she talks the cow's mouth moves but like Toga's shadow's mouth does not. Can we also talk about the fact that like the music in this scene is like country sounding and but it's Japanese? Yeah that's sort of the point you know because they're supposed to be kind of in a barn it's such a weird mixture toga is giving her hay and telling her to be a good girl and eat it because it's her last meal after all and nanami's like my last meal and apparently at the end of this dream sequence she gets sent off to be slaughtered i guess yep the song in the background is about that is about the sad eyes of the calf as it's sold away and it also is giving me like real weird cognitive dissonance because it sounds like a um marty robbins song and it's weirding me out and also apparently he eats her yeah the next scene is toga eating a delicious looking steak in quotation marks because i don't eat meat and then naname immediately wakes up. The implication there is that Toga was eating Naname's steak. Naname continues to wear the bell to school and is now wearing a black and white shirt that has kind of like cow print on it is the best way I can describe it. Everybody is talking about her still and talking about how she seems calmer than before. Just waits in line. Now Naname is eating sandwiches and Mitsuru is like, you're eating again but you just ate in the cafeteria a little while ago. Naname's like, shut the fuck up. Let me eat. Wait. She makes a moo pun. She says, it's my choice if I want to eat more. Instead of leaving those impressions in, I'm actually going to cut out that awful thing that I just did with my mouth. (laughs) And then I'm going to include the impressions of it from the dub. 
Naname tells Mitsuru to go to class four, and he's like, I can't because we're in different grades. <laughs> he tells her that uh, people who sleep too much turn into cows, and then Naname falls back asleep. I'd also like to point out, as a side note, that I just realized I'm pretty sure Mitsuru is wearing tights. Maybe. Because he's shorts, and his legs are different color than the rest of than his, than his skin is, so I'm like 95% sure he's wearing tights. I just thought you might want to know that. I have no idea. But Naname is back in her cow shirt and she has these hair clips now that make her look like she has cow ears. No, they're, they're horns. Or horns. I mean, you know, it makes her look like more of a cow. I, you know. Yes, it's She keeps making these, like, cow puns. And I, oh man, I'm just gonna have to include all of these as, like, a, a super cut in the, when I'm editing the episode because they're too <laughs> funny. Leave me up. No. I just knew it would. I can't take this huh? anymore. Can't you leave me a... Lone move. Well, obviously, it's a Sebastian Dior cowbell, of course. What are you talking about? I am not going to turn into a cow. I can't seem to think clearly anymore. Am I having delusions? Do I need my appendix removed? Bring me a blanket, someone, and soon. Nanami's lost it. Move. Especially the way that the dub actress does them. They're so funny. Just groaning all over the place. Bunch of like scary shots. Why is- did she like wrap him choo-choo up in, in thread so that he can escape? Well, he may have been helping- Anthe is knitting again and- Choo Choo was laying on the table wrapped in her yarn, and I think she just used Choo Choo as a way to wrap the yarn in a ball, but then he just fell asleep. Mitsuru has the come to Anthe and Utena's dorm to get them because he needs their help, because something something Naname. Naname is in the moonlight eating flowers, eating grass, something, and silhouetted it looks like she has cow horns because of her hair clips, and she's still wearing the because of course and now we get our Aiko and Biko skit and different than last time Utena and Anthe and Mitsuru are just like standing there while the Aiko Biko skit happens behind them about mice no. extra 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 squeak squeak it's simple all we have to do is hang a bell around the cat's neck squeak squeak oh mousy what a great idea squeak squeak but how will we get the bell around the cat's neck? Squeak, squeak, don't worry about that. The bell's already around its neck. The truth is, I just snuck out and did it. Squeak, squeak, outstanding. Squeak, squeak, oh mercy, you're wonderful. Okay, Mr. Cat, sir, I gave him that phony story. Tonight they'll go to sleep without suspecting a thing. You'll catch him and eat him without any problem. Ha! So, you're gonna let me live like you promised, right? Uh... Mr. Cat? Wait a minute! Ah! Well, you reap what you sow. Definitely. These are just, I love these. Gave them all a phony story. I feel like that's like an old Aesop. In a weird turn of events, Utena, Anthe, and Mitsuru all look straight at the camera and <laughs> deliver the last line of that sketch. Utena finds Naname in a field with cows. Eating grass. She is eating grass. I don't even, I have so many questions. Well, we can discuss that and of course, after there she is. the episode is finished. Anthe is still knitting and... She's so content. Naname is still complaining 
thinking that since this is a brand name bell that she should be able to wear it because she wants to wear fancy brand name things i guess and oh god <laughs> i forgot about utana is like you need to freaking snap out of it because it's not sebastian dior it's Kaustian dior um, which is probably uh, amusingly the dumbest part of the episode and there's the implication that naname did not know what a cowbell is I don't even think the implication. I think it's like directly like I mean, she has she no says idea. That, but like, what does that even mean? Like, they're talking about how she's become both a cow in body and mind. And Naname's like, I'm not going to turn into a cow. You're just trying to scare me. Oh, there's so many moo puns. And, and in the most important scene in the episode, Anthe finishes the sweater and she gives it to Utsuna and Utsuna doesn't put it on because it's out of season. You should have put it on. Sweater. But now... Naname is gonna charge at the sweater because bulls charge at red stuff. So this this dialogue, her dialogue is just terrible, and I don't know if it's still terrible in the English dub, but the Japanese, it's just like terrible. It is incredible, I assure you. I will be putting so many clips of Naname making moo puns in this episode. Naname cow. Naname has turned into a full fledged cow and is now charging at Utena because she has a red sweater. It's also a reprise of the earlier one about the precious calf being sold oh i didn't even realize that was the same song in the background good eye josh such a sad look the calf's eyes hold charge 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 just speechless in place of a duel this episode has the sequence where naname charges at the sweater and then utsuna pulls it away and they pose like that she gets the pitchfork mitsuru throws utsuna a pitchfork and utsuna I don't, is she, is it implying that she cuts the bell off of the necklace with the pitchfork? Is that what happened? Yes, I, 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 that's what happened. Similarly to how roses are cut off the breasts of people in duels, Naname's bell was cut from her neck. And now we are back to the student council and jury says that was pathetic. And Mickey's like, I don't think you mean that. And he wonders who sent Naname the bell in the first place. And it is all is now finally revealed. All is revealed because apparently the bell was intended for Anthe's cow, who is also named Naname for some reason. I'm waiting for a new nose ring to arrive for her soon. She said, if we cut to Naname, walking proud, Anthe having learned that she nothing. is waiting on a nose ring. And now we see Naname. And we actually don't get to see the nose ring. I'm very sad about that. I really wanted to see Naname with a septum piercing. But it cuts right before it gets to her face. Or it gets to her chin. And it cuts right before it gets to where we would be able to see that at all. Which is honestly kind of depressing. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, that was an episode. I love that episode. It's so stupid. Where do you begin? Why does she have a cow? You Why know, is the cow We talk about how this show is influenced by fairy tales. I mentioned that earlier in this episode, and we've talked about it a lot in previous episodes. But I feel like this is one. This is an episode that really feels like a fairy tale to me. Like this, it feels like a singular fairy tale in and of itself. This idea yeah, it's of somebody so. receiving this cowbell and then slowly becoming a cow over the course of the story feels very much like a classic story, like fairy tale story to me. Yeah, it is, it is very Aesop-y. It does kind of feel that way. 
it doesn't really serve any narrative purpose other than being fucking hilarious and a delight to me and my heart. My girlfriend used to quote this episode all the time, especially the part where she's just like making moo pun after moo pun after moo pun after moo pun at the end of the episode because it's just so ridiculous. It just it just keep ha- keeps happening. That's what they say about things that happen. They just keep happening. You expect it, but there's no way they're going to keep going, and they just keep going. And, and this episode is, is just a train wreck of, of move puns, and I, I like it. I don't want to spoil anything for the movie, but I will say this episode is referenced very briefly in the movie. And I'm kind of glad for it, but at the same time, I am also sad for it in ways that I can't talk about because we're not talking about the movie yet. But... But of course you can just like plant that seed of unknowing. Yes, they do it is a very it's a it is a small reference. It's not even like it's not even a like a major thing. It's not a major part of the movie at all. It's just like they just sort of throw that in there I guess for reasons. If you think this show doesn't make any sense, you're not even ready for the movie. Imagine What's the name of this director again? Hmm? What's the name of this director again? Kunihiku Ikahara. That's Ikahara. Yes. Yeah, everything this guy touches turns really weird really fast. Yeah, I think uh, they said this on an episode of Sailor Business. They said that Sailor Moon was the last commercial thing that Ikahara ever did. And then everything else he did ended up being really like weirdy and artsy. Which, those are definitely words that I would use to describe Utena. Weird and artsy. Everything else that this guy has done after Sailor Moon was just bizarre. Speaking of which, our next podcast is probably going to be on Yuri Kuma after we finish doing Utena because ow, ow. I don't. I am aggressively avoiding any information about it. The only, literally, the only thing that I know about this is that the name of this show means lesbian bear storm. Yes. And yes, I I don't need to know anything else. All I need is I need those three words, and I'm. 110% sold. Josh, you had been telling me that I needed to watch it anyway because you decided to watch it because we were doing this. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And I put it on my list. I figured I'd do it. But then I heard the words lesbian bear storm. And I knew. That literally sums up the entirety of Yurikuma. I knew I needed to watch it. So I'm very excited for that. It's, it, it's, a, it's it, it exists. It's a little early to be planning our next podcast, but we do only have 39 episodes. And we are on episode sixteen, so you know. Wait, that means we're yeah, that we means that. we're over halfway done, doesn't it? It's thirty nine, so we need to be like we need to be like at nineteen, I think. Okay. Yeah, so we need to be more at nineteen. Done. We're almost there. Yeah. Oh man, we're gonna get to the halfway point at this at, at one of my saddest parts of Utsuna so far. Do you remember the name of the episode? Um, nineteen is a song for a kingdom now lost, and twenty is Okaba flourishing. Yeah, but we'll get there. No spoilers. We'll get there. Wakaba, my sweet onion princess. It will be okay. I mean, it won't, but it. But we can say that it will. <laughs>
Yeah, so anything else about this episode? I can't tell if she just has like a weird psychotic break or if the bell is magical, but I'm not ruling out that this is all an evil plot by Anthe because Anthe is probably an inhuman sorceress. Like, I'm not sold on that not being true yet. And if so, then she probably did this all as a ruse for her own amusement. It was a cursed bell. I'm like mostly sure that's true. I will say I don't think we ever find out whether or not that's true, but I have a to this in the past in regard to the Anthe Hememi as a weirdo who keeps snails in her pencil box episode because everything that happened to Naname in that episode was weirdly tied to Anthe and then as the same in this episode it was weirdly tied to Anthe and even in the Curry episode like the like the whole like cooking explosion thing was because of Anthe and uh, I don't know I don't know if I believe that Anthe is intentionally striking out against Naname but I don't know if we can rule that out either like it's a conundrum and even for somebody who's already finished the show before I genuinely don't remember a lot of it so like who knows it's just uh, I, I know it's it, there's no way to prove it but I'm, I'm pr- like most sure that Anthony has uh, magical powers and that those magical powers involve being able to curse things. And Naname is just a really easy target. And, and that's just my conclusion. That's that, that is my final say on this episode and also Anthony as a character. There are a lot of things that happen in this show that are just totally not explained. That just happen and we just kind of have to roll with it. And that is a bit of a teaser for the next time something weird happens to Naname. I'm not sure if anything else weird happens in between then and the episode I'm thinking of. For those of you who have uh, seen Utena before, the episode I'm referring to involves an egg. I won't say anything else. Oh dear. But I guess that does us for this week. Revolutionize the world, everybody. Josh, you're supposed to say see you later. Josh, did you go? I might cut out, sorry. Oh no. Do you hear me now? Yes, I hear you now. Alright. Well, see you later.